about time, bitch. My name is Miss Tiffany Morgan. Roving away. <laughs> it's Troy. What's going on here? Just a whole lot of celebrity. Cosmere Blood. Hello, sweet peas. Hello, sweet peas. Let's uh, let's bring everyone on here. <laughs> so please uh, welcome to the show, me, Miss Tiffany Morgan, and Rowena Way. <laughs> That's your cute girl. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> Hello. I'm so sorry. Uh, no worries, no worries. Cool. Um, so <laughs> it's it's one of those days. So in solidarity for Rowena, Rowena Way, she uh, she. It, it, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I hope you don't mind me sharing it. Sorry, I just but looked at the screen. Oh my goodness! You're not supposed to look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. I will so, turn it away. I'll turn it away from me. There we go. So Rowena Way is trading for this fabulous bike rally, the uh, bikerally.org. Donate now, sponsor her for the uh, Friends for Life bike rally. And uh, she took a little bit of a tumble, a little bit of a tumble, and she's um, got a concussion. So she's not allowed to look at, t- at screens and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, so that's why you're just seeing her image. And I've got uh, my head bandaged up. Uh, for those of the visual, and uh, <laughs> looks like I had a nose job. The true story is Rowena had a nose job, and we're not turning the screen on. That's why. Yes, I've decided that I need a much more slender nose, almost like hairline thin, similar to how uh, many of these queens paint their noses on Drag Race. Yeah, <laughs> the hairline nose, exactly. Hairline nose. They had to remove a significant amount of my nose to do this, though. <laughs> oh my word oh my word um but yeah so welcome to the maple tea the program rowena do you want to do the usual yeah of course so my name is rowena way and you're listening to what's the maple tea the live broadcast podcast where we talk about rupaul's drag race canada's drag race especially canada's drag race and right now we're talking about Drag Race Down Under, all these Aussie and New Zealand queens. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, 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 oi. oi. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing uh, my Kings and Pride shirt. Uh, but of course, uh, as luck would have it, it is uh, uh, because I was a secretary at Kings and Pride. It was a green shirt. And now I'm totally transparent. And with with this head bandage, I almost look like, you know, the Invisible Man or something. Oh, my goodness. I don't even have a Kingston Pride shirt. You don't? And you still run, <laughs> you run Kingston Pride? <laughs> well, I mean, happy Pride, everybody. Happy June 1st. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy June. June is Pride Month. Yay. June is Pride Month. Yes, this is very true. I went down and I took a look at our lovely Pride Crosswalk and the beautiful memorial down at City Hall today. So I have started celebrating and remembering for Pride Month and also Indigenous History Month, which is also June. Yes, yes, there is a, yeah, uh, June is Indigenous History Month. I Actually, I was inadvertently calling it uh, Culture Month. Indigenous Culture Month, but it's History Month. Yes, Indigenous History Month. Yes, exactly. um, and I guess we'll we'll probably touch on something similar to that later on in this discussion, won't we? Probably, probably, because uh, yeah, there was there was a lot going on in this uh, this last episode of uh, Drag Race Down Under. What was the episode number five? I believe episode number five. Yeah. Yes. So. The synopsis was, the queens put their marketing hats on as they are given the challenge to create and market a product, green screen, infomercial, and all. 
And that product was... Yeast spread. (laughs) Yeast spread. So for those of you who are not aware, Vegemite and Marmite are two very uh, common British and Australian yeast spreads. Um, I've had both of them. They're interesting. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Vegem- yeah, Vegemite's very Australian, I think, down under sort of thing, yeah. right? And, and Marmite, Marmite is... is more of a British thing. Yeah. Uh, I, and I can safely say I have not been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been exposed to the yeast? Oh my god, but it is oodles Are you a like... gold star gay, Tiffany? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they had to design, although I don't know why they'd want to design more of these, design and market their own yeast spread. So their version of Marmite or Vegemite and create commercials for those same spreads. Um, I, this, I mean, the, truly an Australian challenge if there ever was going to be one. Well, and something that would, you know, uh, resonate with uh, audiences outside of Australia and New Zealand, I suppose, right? So, I, I I think everyone would be familiar with these products. They might not quite understand why or how or when or where or what, but they it would resonate with them, yes. All right, because there was, uh, was there a mini challenge? I don't remember there being a mini challenge. Yes, the mini challenge was the reading challenge. Oh, how could I forget? That's right. Right? Is it because their accents are so strong that you didn't understand a word they were saying? Oh, my God. Well, I would say there finally, finally, someone has cracked a joke about COVID-19. It was about freaking time, and I'm glad it was an Aussie. Um, but they uh, they used that in a reference, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Now. Um, oh, yes, that's right. Who, who said it? Was it Art Simone against um, uh, Electroshock? I believe it was Art Simone against Electric Shock. Electric Shock, yes. Yeah, she's like, you gotta go get your, uh, go get tested because I believe you've you've lost your sense of taste. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's great, that's great, I love it. A very good joke, very clever. She probably stole it from someone else, but I mean, most jokes are stolen nowadays. Well, we talked about that in season uh, whatever thirteen it was. There, like. Uh, they were recycled, but the judges still love them. Hey, I still love them too. <laughs> hey, I mean, in today's society with uh, global warming, climate change, recycling is very important. So is upcycling. So good on these queens for saving the environment through reusing jokes. So is recycling because we have recycling. recycling. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to check my little thing here. Who was the winner? It was Art Simone. Yes, it was Art Simone who was the winner of the mini challenge. Yes, I think Clearly. that she was, she was the least shady, but the funniest, which is oh, actually yeah. pretty good. Like, I thought that she had some good jokes, and they weren't quite as cutthroat as some of the other queens. Um, Electroshock, notably, was just harsh and not uh, not overly funny. Well, let me tell you, I cannot watch or listen to train wrecks, so I have my ears firmly in, sorry, my fingers firmly in my ears. And I was like, la, 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 I don't want to know, I don't want to. <laughs> You're not one of those people who stops at the side of the road and gawks and takes photos? No, no. Well, especially in those situations, I'm like, give them some privacy. Give them some, you know, they're just in in a in a tragedy here give them some privacy they 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 would appreciate that you know i just try to think of myself my empathize and put myself in that situation i'm like no i don't want to be seeing people slowing down and staring at everyone i do think Uh, that electra had a great moment though during the reading challenge when she turned to the pit crew guy and she says 
Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> he knows what's yeah. important in this challenge. <laughs> oh my goodness sakes. Uh, yeah, and then, sorry, I'm just gonna, let's move on. Let's move, so Art Simone was the winner. As a winner, she won a singer sewing machine, state-of-the-art sewing machine from Singer. I don't know what that means. but <laughs> I mean, it probably comes with a serger attached, and uh, maybe it won't break down like all these ones in the workroom. Oh, now we've speculated. We've been told stories that maybe some of them are uh, malfunctioning for reasons. Just to create drama. It's all about creating the drama. I don't know why I won't sew this button. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, but with this season, RuPaul's Drag Race, they don't need to do that for any of the sewing machines in this room because there's a nap already. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so create and market their own geese spread. So... Yes, yeah, so the main challenge, they had to create their own labels, they had to name their yeast spread, which oddly looked like Nutella when it was in the jars. Um, but And then they had to create the commercial, which is the biggest part of this challenge, create the commercial and make it funny, because we all know it's all about making Rue and the judges laugh. Well, I find it interesting, because at the beginning, they're like, oh, this is an acting challenge. And I'm like, I don't know like to me calling this an acting challenge just kind of makes it a little less because it's it's more than just that there it's more than just acting they have to write it they have to storyboard it they have to like they do act in it but acting is just a very small part of it and they have to be funny like you said yes i think that's the biggest thing it's a comedy challenge well, with that kind of product, of course it's going to be comedy. <laughs> because no one would take Vegemite seriously. Is it even a food product? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, bread is made from yeast, so sure. There we go. There we, there go. we go. I okay. I think... What do you think if it would be for Canada? I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this up a little bit here, Rowena. I'm gonna throw this. I'm just working with this. What do you think it would be in Canada? Like, um, I mean, probably maple syrup, something maple ah. syrup. Actually, or your flavor, a best flavor of poutine. Oh my word! Yes. Okay. So maple syrup and poutine. Yeah, that could be it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I was just thinking canned carnation milk. I don't know. That, oh, that, goodness. That's, that's my childhood. Some sort of canned milk product. <laughs> or bagged milk product. <laughs> that's only Ontario, girl. Only Ontario has bagged milk. Really? I thought, oh, yeah. okay. It's not Canada-wide. They, uh, they have jugs everywhere else. Jugs. 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 Both euphemisms for boobs. <laughs> bags and jugs okay so <laughs> oh this is turning into one of those shows is it so let's uh, about show it's what are you talking about okay moving on to the main challenge first up was discharge oh discharge oh, okay you're gonna do it in that order I mean, you can do it in whatever order you'd like. I'm not looking at a list of queens, so maybe you'd better start it. Yeah, I, because you're not supposed to look at screens, dear. That's exactly right. I'm currently staring at a gray wall. <laughs> Good for you. And you're going to have to stare it's at the It's showing more next personality. Week. It's showing more personality than you do. <laughs> more personality and more character. Blank gray wall. Thank you, blank gray <laughs> wall, for upping. Uh, uh, sorry, it's just absurding what, what's the word i'm looking for upcycling me recycling <laughs> <laughs> so first up is art simone and her yeast spread was arts yeast yank extract yes yeast he created a yeast spread that will somehow keep the americans away from australia and can i just say 
Where can I get this in Canada? Oh, <laughs> where can you get that in Canada? I don't know. Uh, we need some of that. We need some bug off. I'll have to uh, contact her um, in order to see what that product is made of, how I can produce it here, and whether or not it works on Canadian soil. And if we can add a Canadian flavor to it, like, I don't know, like ketchup chip. <laughs> uh, how about all dress chip? All dress chip. I like all dress. I like all dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, her, yeah, and she, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, there was so she a, played there was... both the American tourist and the person marketing the Australian anti-American uh, yeast spread. And I remember it as being fairly funny. I, I quite enjoyed it. It was a little bit of a mess, but it was funny. Well, there, uh, when we saw the infomercial that we saw, there wasn't didn't seem to be a whole lot of um, kind of different scenes, right? There was her playing the American uh, tourist, and then it was her just standing there in a kitchen sort of thing, talking about the product sort of thing. But um, well, the editing was a little just... bit strange on that video. The what? The editing on her kitchen video was a little strange, a little jumbled, very harsh cuts. And we have to say that they filmed this in front of a Australian um, icon for infomercials, I suppose. <laughs> Had you ever heard of her before? I've never heard of her before. Never, never. If it's not the ShamWow guy, I have no idea. <laughs> and, ShamWow! Uh, ShamWow! And he's not a thing anymore. He went to jail. As I think most infomercial, infomercial commercial people will probably eventually end up in court uh, and in jail. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and guess what? 20% of it is, but the rest of it is... <laughs> it's fermented yeast product. What? Yay! Yay! Okay, thank you for tying it back into the program. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> we were getting a little off track there. Um, so next up. Oh, yes. Next up is Electroshock. And her yeast spread was called Topped. Topped. So I actually really enjoyed Electroshock's commercial and also her filming of it. I want to give her props for using the pit crew as props, one. But also asking for their consent before simulating a blowjob on them. No, that was that was really really good. Uh, I I think they need to keep that in in a lot of the clips. Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm assuming that those convers I just assume as a viewer that those conversations happen, but they're just not on camera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like to see that. I think it's a very important thing to show because consent is not just during sex it's also during everyday life you have to ask permission before you touch people before you use people before you tie people up and lock them in your bedroom for two weeks while only feeding them every other day i mean you need consent okay all right Uh, (laughs) rowena i believe we are not compatible (laughs) All right, we'll just block that on that app. All right, there we go. <laughs> so she had a yeast spread called Topped. And now, what was this yeast spread about? I have no idea now. It was about, there was an image of her doing fellatio. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just watched this. I feel like I just watched this last night. Why am I forgetting everything? What happened, Robina? To be completely honest, I have no clue. All I can think of right now is uh, the image in my head is uh, the pit crew's ass and uh, electroshock popping out and going, saying something, and then popping back in. Oh. <laughs> Did you just activate Amazon? Alexa you just formed just... a conversation. Yes, it's, we said Electra, not <laughs> the Amazon machine. Apparently, uh, I said, I, apparently I said Alexa shop. Oh, 
Oh, you opened the. Oh, can we can we buy something? Can we buy something on the? <laughs> I mean, what do we want to buy? Hmm. Um, I want to buy some Vegemite now. <laughs> so I do. I it's all coming back to me now. It's slowly coming back to me. The gray matter is slowly coming back. She did a, uh, and we saw a lot more of her infomercial than the other ones, I think. Uh, so she did a little uh, RuPaul kind of impersonation, right? But Electra, what are you, what are you doing to get to the top? She's like, I'm getting topped. Uh, <laughs> and remember, she also did that fun little thing about the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and, and talent. talent. Yeah. Yes. And I do think that her commercial was probably the most clever of all the other commercials. And I really did enjoy that and talent. It's just very, very subtle bit of comedy that worked very well. Yeah, lovely. Uh, then after that was et cetera, et cetera, with the spread piss. So I have two things on here. I don't quite understand why there was such a hate for crude humor. I, I feel like drag and crude humor have gone hand in hand for a very long time. I mean, if you think back to, I mean, another reference we got in this episode, Divine, like a lot of the John Waters films, and especially ones with Divine, really did lean into that very crude, very crass, gross humor. And I don't see why Rue and the judges had such a problem with it. Um, well, if, if we're talking, yeah, if we're, we're starting to talk about the ranking and stuff of that, yeah, they, they kind of read her. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of question that too. Like, like yes, it's not appropriate. Like, some of the content, and it's not just her either, some of the content you're we're, I'm pretty sure it was probably edit on left on the editing floor and stuff and not good for for TV like acts not good at all. I was also told that some of the content even just using that word that p word is uh, is a negative on YouTube uh, for uh, for you getting uh, monies from YouTube apparently. Oh so do you think that the reason why they speak down on some of these uh, some of these clips and their style of humor is because RuPaul's Drag Race will do worse off ratings-wise and financially rather than actually being funny? Well, it, it is about finding the next drag superstar of Australasia, like, you know, well, sorry, Australia, New Zealand sort of thing down under. But yeah, you still have to be able to market and you still have to be able to use that... Uh, that content across multiple platforms in perpetuity forever in a day <laughs> to try to get some money out of it. So maybe if you can't do it on all the platforms, maybe, maybe that's why. So I guess swearing is okay, but crude humor is not okay for all future drag race contestants. Swearing is okay because they can bleep it. Crude humor is not okay because they cannot bleep it. It's a bit, I, I'm getting really confused by the whole concept too. It, it's just the way culture is changing these days. Like, you, you know, some things are seen as very, very crude and you can't have that on TV or you can't have it on YouTube or you can't have it there. But then other things that I grew up with, it's like, oh, you can't say that or you can't do that. No. But they're completely okay. It's just, it's, it's very confusing. It's very confusing to me. It these is. Days. Now, so... Besides all of this, I don't think that et cetera, et cetera's commercial was very good. I don't think that the concept that she had was executed very well. I think that there was too much emphasis on the crassness of it and not enough emphasis on creating good humor. Um, well, I did I find it funny? I I don't even know if I laughed, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe that's the difference. Maybe they didn't even say it. But the fact that it felt like an avant-garde kind of like, you know, film that I would be seeing and uh, at Real Out or something like that, you know, oh, I'm just experimenting in my, <laughs> in my house well, or something like that. Well, there's an extended scene for 20 seconds of someone just peeing into a cup. Well, simulating it. 
Sorry, simulating peeing into a cup. Yes. Yeah. I did laugh at the, it's all, it can be used as a oven cleaner and neurotoxin. <laughs> yes. I did yeah. laugh at that. Okay. All so right. next. So next, next person, um, came from finance and discharge. So this is another example of uh, a little bit of a gross humor, but I think that she did it well. Um, I mean, I was laughing. I, I do think that every time she said discharge, I cringed just a little bit, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I th- I don't even remember any of it. I just remember her going discharge, like, discharge, discharge. It's just like what? And that is one of the crass, you know, kind of humor. And and she wasn't read on it at all. Um, you know, I th- I think I think she was kind of talked to about it. She was read on the name. The name um, they did not like because they're like, no one's going to go buy this. But then again, no one's going to go by piss either. Or, uh, well, most of the, the other ones there, too. I'm like, look at yeah. uh, yeast yank extractor. I mean, I think that's like, pretty cool. Like, I do topped. <laughs> I, of course I'd you buy, buy topped. I would buy that. Um, and I might even buy a few of the other ones coming up here. But... Uh... <laughs> But I think what, so what Karen didn't do well, though, is she didn't have enough scening. So she was very much just her standing and talking the entire time. Uh, very similar to Art Simone in the kitchen. Although I think Art Simone actually took it a little further. So that was the one downside for Karen. Yeah. And when they were actually filming, um, yeah, you can, you can tell that like they, they were giving her cues, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Next up is Kata Main. Um, yes, exactly. You're yeah. looking at screens. You shouldn't be looking at screens. No, you're going in alphabetical <laughs> order, and K follows K. Um, oh, okay. And it's called Yeast Nuts. Yeast Nuts. I mean, so all I remember from this commercial <laughs> is her dressed as an exquisite divine. She did a very good divine. On, in the red dress, on the nice chaise lounge, and shoving yeast nuts up her nose and all over her face, just like that iconic scene in uh, Pink Flamingos. So, yeah. um, I mean, it was a little bit of education, I think, for anybody who's never seen a John Waters film. And it was a very good representation of divine a very nice portrayal and homage to that film and that character so i really enjoyed it yeah yeah i enjoyed it apparently it caused this huge reddit sort of thread and and there you know the children were trying uh, trying to learn a bit about john waters and about uh, divine and stuff like that so so i um, think she did her job i think she did her job i and to choose to do something like that, like it's got some thought, you know, there's, there's some thought there. She clearly had the stuff around. She clearly had planned to do something for divine at some point. Um, She had the dress, she had the wig and her makeup was not a big change from her regular makeup. So I think she probably does that character fairly often. And good on her. Good on her. Yeah, it it was it was it was definitely one of those things that like they did talk about it. They were like, Oh Divine, oh thank you for doing it. Michelle was really, really loving the homage to it, um, to some queer history, right? And uh um I don't I don't know where I'm going with it. I think it was really, really smart for her to to do that. Even Agreed. though she didn't win. <laughs> Even though she didn't win. Okay, next up. Maxi Shield with Hornbag Yeast Concentrate. Hornbag Yeast Concentrate. So I didn't really understand this commercial um, <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't think that she did any scening 
to make the commercial make any sense. I don't understand what her product is. And uh, other than her sitting on the couch with the pit crew, I don't think she did anything. Period. Well, remember, she also had problems with her lines, too. She rewrote everything, apparently, overnight and couldn't remember things. She couldn't even remember the name of the her product. So I was like, I, I understood why she ended up in the bottom. Do you um, think she was forced to rewrite her lines? Do you think maybe they had uh, seen her first suggestion and said, oh, well, I can't do that? You think it was even worse than... <laughs> Well, no, I think that maybe she was a duplicate of someone else and the producers were like, oh, well, you have to, like, change this because this concept's already been used. The night before? That does sound like a a TV producer kind of thing, you know? Like, they're they're keeping them on their toes and, and making things just, yeah, that sounds about right. Stirring up drama. Stirring up drama, uh, you know, causing stress for you. And, uh, you know, God, if any, if any of these drag queens leave any of these seasons with like post-traumatic stress disorder, I would totally believe it. I would totally believe it. (laughs) Every time someone approaches them, they're like, no, no, no changes, no changes, no, stop. Can you, that totally makes sense now when I'm thinking about all the dramas that are happening there out in the world. They're like, oh, you don't know, you don't. Oh, well, yeah, that's because you've been slapped with a do not disclose clause. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Um, so, last but not least, and Ooh. someone who was really in the spotlight today, uh, Scarlett Adams with the yeast product called Snatch. So, <laughs> so Scarlett was in the media a lot this episode. Um, in the Twitter, in Facebook, and in Instagram, in Reddit, for a couple different reasons, actually. So the big one we'll get to later, but also for her portrayal of vaginas. So there was a lot of uh, controversy surrounding the fact that she really spoke down on women's female parts and Uh, did not highlight them very well and made them seem disgusting and gross and all this stuff. And I would just like to remind Scarlett Adams that we all came from a vagina at one point in time and we should respect them. We should respect women's bodies. They do a lot for us. And Thank, thank, uh, thank you and others who who were pointing that out because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about that at all from the from that performance, and it was a really great uh, kind of view uh, looking back on that. Um, so, so thank you, uh, <laughs> you Reddit users, uh, everyone out there. It's really interesting to to have that kind of viewpoint and. Uh, and yeah, well, especially because she is really under the microscope um, for a few different things out there. Um, but I'll let you lead that. So, and just in general for her commercial, I really didn't enjoy it because it felt very, uh, it honestly, it felt kind of angry. Um, it felt a little bit like an attack on vagina. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, and plus I didn't like her hair in that (laughs) filming. Maybe that's the biggest issue for me. I didn't like her hair. Nope. Didn't like her hair. (laughs) Not happening. Not happening. No. Uh, yeah. All I remember is, you know, the scene where she had the two pick group people and she's bent over. That's all I remember from that. Well, I mean, prolapsed vagina. Oh. That's what that was supposed to be. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Scarlett Adams, uh, after the Maxi Challenge was finished filming, uh, revealed something to her fellow drag sisters while painting for the runway. 
and this is where most of the drama this episode came from. She revealed that in the past, she has done blackface as a young drag queen. Which we all know is a no-no. Our own prime minister did that a while ago. And it has come out. And it is a no-no. It is a no-no to culturally appropriate. It is a no-no to make fun of someone else's culture or to make fun of people based on their culture. And drag queens are part of a community that is subjugated, a minority that is constantly being persecuted. In many countries across the world, we are killed or imprisoned. And we need to be extra respectful of other people who are minorities and help them to achieve similar similar success in equality and in just being able to live your life the way you want to live it and open and free and not, not make life harder for other people like us, other people going through the same issues. And I, I like, I, this episode was so hard to watch, Tiff, so hard to watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So basically what I'm saying is Scarlett Adams did blackface and she, of course, because she's done it in the past, the producers were like, you have to talk about it because it's going to come up and it's already come up preseason. It's now come up during the season and it'll come up again later in the episode. But she apologizes. She says that she's trying to learn as she should be. And we should all give everyone a second chance to learn. But do we have to give people who have made these very large mistakes, these platforms, when there are so many other qualified individuals who could be taking the stage? See, if we are thinking about reconciliation, um, and, and a lot of people said that this... This episode aired in Australia during Reconciliation Week, uh, where they're trying to build a reconciliation between the indigenous cultures and, and the uh, and the settlers. Um, I think this is really important. I think it's really important because it's not a one-sided kind of conversation when you can't talk about reconciliation. It's about you know sharing what. Um, everyone has done and and trying to heal from that and i think it's really important to to have someone who is willing to admit that yes i i um i had i used blackface i exploited cultures and uh, and i'm sorry for that and and i plan on doing some reconciliation what i uh, there there are things that i'm planning on doing and i i will say that in this episode you didn't hear her anything that she's doing to to kind of uh, uh make amends sort of thing reconcile uh but the, uh, in later um press releases and in a youtube video and stuff like that that was released after the show aired uh she did talk about some of the things that she is doing to 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 uh, reconcile and make amends that way. So I think um, it's important to hear uh, all the stories in order to reconcile, in my mind. I, I agree. I, I will edit a previous statement. I don't think that Scarlett Adams should not have made it on the show because of this. I think that her talent should be the reason she's on the show. These mistakes, you're allowed to learn from them. And I think if she was able to show in the casting process that she has been attempting to reconcile with these errors and with the communities that she was appropriating, then I think it's appropriate for her to be on the show. The The thing that irks me a little bit is that when they bring it up later in the episode on the main stage... Mm-hmm. RuPaul is angrier in previous seasons for people not taking runways seriously 
than she is by learning and discussing that someone has done something that is very significantly racist. And I feel like those scenarios held against each other really don't line up well. So there, there's, uh, if, you, if you give me a moment here, there's a couple of thoughts that I have. Um, one, it was really nice to see, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, was the one bringing it up and, and kind of, you know, pinning her uh, to the wall sort of thing. And I assume that's because they knew, you know, the producers were like, well, she's going to be out this season, <laughs> this episode. So <laughs> here, sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so two thoughts. One, if they knew that they were going to do this, which they clearly did, uh, if they knew they were going to do this, why didn't they bring back, um, you know, one of the other contestants other than Electroshock? Right, because then that that in itself would have been great TV gold. Because if you had, um, uh, I can't even remember her name now. Um, Jojo Zaho. Jojo Zaho. If you had Jojo Zaho, uh, uh, just kind of like talking, and then you know that would have been great star ratings for TV, because this is what this is a TV program. This is meant to get star ratings, but. As viewers, too, I think I would have taken, like, it would have impacted me a lot more when you actually had a, a dialogue. Because reconciliation requires a dialogue. And I think the dialogue was just one white person to another white person sort of thing. Um, which may be why uh, some people have, uh, have, uh, have kind of called this out. Did you feel, it felt, like, highly edited to me. And it just felt choppy. This entire episode just felt choppy, choppy, choppy. Um, I, I think that... Especially in, that uh, yeah. They have a lot. They had a lot in this episode. Like the... Not just the challenge itself, but I think they felt like they had to get as much of this discussion in as possible. And so it probably did feel a little choppy and not as smooth. But I think that was more to put more in than to take things out. Well, because there was a little rumor, um, or or one of the contestants, I can't remember, Art Simone, I think, was like, why did the untucked portion of the program get completely chopped? So apparently there was some other stuff that was discussed at Untucked that ended up getting on the cutting room floor. Oh, like? That might have been juicier. Such as? I have no idea, but... <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll hear about it in the next episode. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. So, let's get to the runways. So, uh, we're nearing the end of our, like, hour, but the theme on the runway was Sheila. Or something. Find, a sh- find a Sheila in the bush. Find a yeah. Sheila in the bush. So it seems like when the producers created this uh, runway theme, based on what RuPaul said, they thought that Sheila was a certain type of woman. But the contestants soon told her that, no, a Sheila is just a woman now, an Australian woman. <laughs> when Ru believed that Sheila was more of a like a common woman or a uh, an outback woman. Well, some people had that look, <laughs> outback woman, you know, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I have uh, I have heard that term used, and I always assumed it was meant for an outback kind of woman, like you know, out in the out in the bush. <laughs> But find a Sheila in the bush. So find Sheila in the bush is, yeah, a Sheila in the bush. So So the uh, Art Simone came out with a very interesting outfit, um, uh, which revealed to a pair of capris and a jumper, also known as a sweater with a koala on it. Um, That was super campy and kind of fun, but very strange. Apparently, it's in reference to some sort of TV series. Um, and also, um, 
it, it was referenced in Drag Race UK as well in the Snatch Game. Tace. Tace was apparently uh, doing that same character. Oh. Oh my gosh. I that character totally is. Now. I can totally see it now. Yeah. Whatever it was, I don't really. Apparently, I gotta, you know. Apparently, gotta... now the Sheila's gone. The Sheila's gone. I can see all kangaroos in my way. <laughs> I think the one outfit that really resonated with me and uh, clearly resonated with the judges was Karen from Finance's firefighter outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't oh couture anything, you know. The yeah, the fire helmet had some rhinestones kind of glued on to it and stuff like that, and she was holding a koala, and I thought it was really impactful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the volunteer firefighters out there, it was a really bad year um, for the wildfires in. It was in something Australia. like two hundred million animals died. Or t- it was either 2 million or 200 million animals in the outback died in the brush fires this past year. It's It also has to do with the drought, too, because Australia has been going through a multi-year drought. And some of the wildlife out in the, out in the bush are just dying from the drought. And then the fires happen because it's drought. So it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, um, I must say, girl, right now I am dying from a... Sex drought. I really need this pandemic to end. <laughs> well, just like et cetera, et cetera's outfit, where she's the beautiful eucalyptus, and then she gets burnt to the core. Life springs eventually out. One day. One day. One day, yeah. So my favorite outfit on the runway. I did like et cetera, et cetera's, although the reveal was kind of meh. Um, I really loved Electra Shock's outfit. And I think that's the first time I've ever said that. Um, I love the Edgar Allan Poe-esque, like painted on black hair and like going to a very elegant funeral, but as the murderer, it was beautiful. Well, and she had stage presence there too, right? Like she just kind of worked that bird. <laughs> she worked that worked bird that and worked bird. that stage. Um, it was interesting to see that uh, it was commented on uh, about, the, they're like, wait, your hair isn't painted on? You know, it was commented. Um, has I there ever was really just, obvious. Has there ever been just painted on hair before? Is this something earth Yeah, Is Bob the Drag Queen did the the painted on. Or I guess maybe there was no hair, but I guess it was painted on. Bob's done painted on hair. Okay. So not unique per se, but... Well, I mean, um, it is more unique than wearing a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's really... Those are really my only impressions from the runway. I... Wasn't blown away really by any of the outfits. They were all fairly like, I mean, fine as Sheila in the bush, but nothing really stood out for me as being amazing except for electroshocks. And even that wasn't amazing. It was just cool. Yeah. I just tried yeah. to. Oh, well, there was ketamine, uh, ketamine's uh, butterfly outfit. I, Did you like that? It just gave me horrific flashbacks to Asia O'Hara uh, and her failed butterfly reveal. And that was just traumatic, so I couldn't. <laughs> I thought her makeup looked really good, like with the sparkle and the lips uh, and that dress. I, I thought it kind of gave her some good, uh, good figure there. I did. Um, it was interesting. I was watching uh, another program on Sunday and, and someone uh, talked about breastplates and how you need to get breastplates that are basically the same color as your skin and stuff. And <laughs> her breastplate was like, wow, like a lot different color than the breast of her, <laughs> which was like popping Well, maybe, maybe she was a lot paler when she bought the breastplate and then she went to a self-tanning booth and she... Uh, Falsely changed her skin color and she forgot to put makeup on her breastplate to change it. 
Well, her breastplate was darker than than her arms. Well, maybe she was tanned when she bought the breastplate, and then she became much paler from being in quarantine for two weeks. There we go. There we go. There we go. See, it works both ways. All right. Girl, look how orange your boobs are. (laughs) I'll speak about orange. So... Like, it's, it's Reconciliation Week. Oh, as I drop stuff here. It's Reconciliation Week in um, in Australia. Um, but I, I think it's really important to talk about, because we're, we're talking about, you know, appropriating indigenous cultures and stuff. So June is Pride Month, but like you said, it's also uh, Indigenous History Month. And uh, at the beginning here, recently in Canada, they have uh, identified a uh, an un- a recently unknown uh, mass grave at a residential school, and uh, just for those listeners who who don't know what a residential school is in Canada, it it is a space where um, they uh, uh, where they took children, Aboriginal uh, Indigenous children, uh, from their families and forced them into these schools to to basically uh, get rid of the Indian in them, as, 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 the, uh, as they used to say back in the day. Um, so uh, there, a lot of people have been uh, kind of recognizing. Uh, we had um, a memorial in front of City Hall. There were some photos there. They had some kids' toys and stuff because the, these children would go to these schools and then they would not come back and, they, and the parents were never told what ever happened to them. So it's uh, it's important to, uh, as part of our reconciliation here in Canada, in in, in Canada, it's also, I, w- I was debating whether to wear this shirt first, which is the Every Every Child Matters uh, orange uh, t-shirt. Um, I, and, I want uh, to thank you, Tiffany, for bringing this up, because I think it's important to remember that although it is Indigenous Peoples History Month, right now this event is not history this event is still ongoing um there are still systematic impre- uh, systematic impre- oppression um in canada and in many other countries in the world and where indigenous people's rights are still being removed every day they there are no more residential schools but the last residential school was closed less than 20 years ago and it's or just over 20 years ago. And it's, this is a problem we're dealing with. This is not history. This is our present. And we are still working through these issues. So it's very important that we recognize these and we try to educate people who don't, who don't know this history and don't know these issues. And and to talk about it, it's, it's, this is, we're just kind of in the initial stages here of, of, of reconciliation is going to be a, a long time. It may even be a few generations. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's important to, uh, to recognize it and, uh, and acknowledge it. So, yeah. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I need to mention that then too, as I say this out loud. Uh, so I'm recording from Kingston, Ontario, and this is the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee uh, peoples. And it has been a meeting place for many different cultures for hundreds of years. Um, so, um, so yeah. There we go. Thank you very much. And I invite anyone who has the time um, to go down to the memorial at City of Kingston City Hall or to go to a local memorial or just take time out of your day to think about reconciliation and what you can do to help with reconciliation in the area where you live. All right. Well, I'm going to now talk about uh, some upcoming stuff, upcoming stuff. Yeah. We're changing the topic here. Uh, (laughs) So Rowena, how is your queen of wheat stuff going? My queen of wheat is going so well. Uh, it is delicious. I am not impartial at all, but it is delicious. <laughs> and it sold so fast in its first week that they had to cut off online sales. So if you have not been able to get it online, you can go to Spearhead Brewery and you can pick it up there. 
Um, but they will be available online again in the near future. Um, you just bought so much of it, everyone, that they have to make more. There we go. And that that's in Ontario only, right? You can only buy that. Currently Ontario only, yes. Okay. Um, and again, just if you haven't already noticed, Marina Way is fundraising for the bike rally, for the Friends for Life bike rally, which um, helps support uh, uh, people with AIDS, Toronto, HIV AIDS regional services here in Kingston. Your money is going towards that. And yeah. there's another, there's a Montreal organization, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and uh, you'll be riding three days, 315 kilometers, as long as you're in one piece out, you know, get well soon. Get well soon, Rowena. I, I will be recovered by then. Don't worry. I'm not allowed to drink right now, so I will definitely be recovered by then. <laughs> she can't drink. She can't look at TV screens or any kind of screen. My whole life is ruined. What am I supposed to do? And she can't even get the D. Oh, my gosh. Everything. Right. Everything um, is all. Everything was cool, but now it's not. Um, so, and uh, BOA has been moved to July 17th. July yeah, I, 17th. I felt like keeping BOA's post. You're not supposed to look at the screen. You're not supposed to look at So Sorry. I felt like keeping... Boa's poster here, uh, because uh, yeah, she's still it's still happening. Um, and if you bought tickets, just check your emails for the new change of date. Uh, that also goes for Jimbo as well, who is the um, move to August something. I can't remember the exact day. Okay, I don't remember the exact day either, but you can still buy your tickets. <laughs> you can, you can, you can. Oh, and you have an event coming up soon, don't you? I have two events going on. Uh, so I dug out of the archives, out of the dusty old boxes, uh, and uh, her name was... No, <laughs> that's that was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. But uh, so the Kingston Pride Extravaganza in 1999, it's a film of a drag show that happened here in Kingston more than 20 years ago uh, in the 90s, which was like, you know, it was that was kind of the okay to be gay in the 90s sort of situation, right? Um, and uh, it's it's a very kind of... Um, it's For those who expect 4K, do not expect 4K. But I think it, it That's shows... blurry screens and bad audio. <laughs> I would just uh, suggest to, to watch it. it. To me, it's a, it's a real herstory moment. It is showing drag in Kingston here. Um, and, uh, it's not just drag queens, but also drag king troop, the men in black, which was a very famous group here in Kingston. Um, jazz, Sorry, the one and only Will Smith, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jazz Morgan, uh, Chris Edwards, rest in power, Ricky Ranch, and also Savannah. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm doing two screenings. The first one's on Wednesday, June 9th at 7 p.m. And the second one will be Thursday, June 17th at 8 p.m. And you can find that on uh, in the events on Facebook. And they will be on my uh, broadcast on my Twitch channel. And if you want to uh, chat away with others in the Twitch channel, you'll have to create a profile um, and uh, make sure to hit the follow me and then check your email address and that sh you should have the access then. Well, I'm very excited for that event. I can't wait to watch it. Hopefully, I can look at screens again by then. But we have one more thing to talk about in this episode before we close. Oh, what is that, Rowena? The bottom two of the week. Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> so, the bottom two were et cetera, et cetera, and... And... I'm like, I'm like, that was a pregnant pause. Maxi Shield and Maxi Shield. I was like, who was the other one? <clears throat> and they had to lip sync to a song that I did not know. What? You never heard this one before? Remind me. I don't remember what it was. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's Absolutely Everybody by uh, uh, Vanessa uh, Amorosi. So, no, I did not know it. Absolutely I, everybody. Da, 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 da. 
Um, I enjoyed it though. And I do think that Maxi Shield pulling out that glitter microphone won this for her. I hated her outfit. I didn't get the reference. I did afterwards when people showed me photos of the movie and stuff. But the fact, yeah, the fact that she pulled out a, a, a fake microphone from her, her sleeve, it was great. And she used it. And she used it well. There's some she drag queens out there who don't use it well. She used it well. There, it's honestly like knowing how to use a microphone is a talent. Like even singers have to learn how to use microphones properly, hold them close to their mouth, away from their mouth when they're singing and changing the pitch. And she did a very good job of mimicking that. Yeah. You know who else does a very good job of doing that? Trinity K. Bonet as a fantastic Whitney Houston impersonator and on All Stars 6. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I to me it was a little a little bit of an homage to the old drag because we always joked around. Um, uh, not not lately because I don't see other drag queens using a fake microphone anymore. I do. You do? Okay, but some queens use them um, to help their performance because they may not know the lyrics, right? <gasps> yes. They cover cover their face with it, right? So so they can get. I never use song. it to cover my face. I only use it for dramatic effect because I always know the lyrics. If you're gonna lip sync, you got to know your words. I think I may have used it once for a, a DJ. Uh, what what is that called again? It, where the DJ just plays whatever songs that they want, and you have to perform to it. DJ's Revenge. That's what it's called. <laughs> DJ's Revenge. Oh, that sounds I terrible. Like, I had no idea what the song was. I, I still probably don't. It was traumatic. I grabbed a microphone and I just started covering my face. So, <laughs> Watermelon cantaloupe, watermelon cantaloupe, watermelon cantaloupe. So I would say between the two of them uh, being at the bottom, I would say that, yeah, I'm really glad to see Maxi uh, won the lip sync battle, et cetera, et cetera, sent home. I'm sorry, et cetera, et cetera. Your time is up. Period. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand her before. And then in this episode, I started to kind of feel a little bit for her. <laughs> you got that redemption for her. You learned a little bit about her story. She uh, taught some children some history. And then she went home. I mean, it's a good finale to her story arc on the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's this, wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. So my name is Rowena Way. And my name is Miss Tiffany Morgan. And you have been listening to What's the Maple Tea? Tea. So we are now every Tuesday at 7 p.m., especially when I don't remember. It is still Tuesday at 7 p.m. And uh, you can find all of our episodes on our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or you can go to our website, themapletea.ca. And just for our squirrel friends, there was a special release. There was a special po- audio podcast release this last week um, where we interviewed uh, the one and only Miss Mimiosa, who knows everything about Canada's Drag Race Season 2, or at least she, she's she got the hot sauce about it. And uh, that is only available on our podcast. So if you have not checked out our podcast yet, go do it. Subscribe or follow it. And Listen to all the maple tea. All right, sweet peas. Have a great week, everyone. And check out the next episode of Drag Race Down Under on Saturday. 